intelligent, conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show on this Taco Tuesday. Munch, 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 munch. <laughs> yes, indeed, I did have a taco for lunch today. I had tacos for dinner last night, and I had tacos for lunch yesterday. So it's pretty much tacos every day for eight. There's no such thing as too many tacos. <laughs> no. Why do we have to just have it on one day, by the way? <laughs> Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Super glad. In fact, um, we got lots to get into tonight. We've got our favorite uh, legal analyst, one of our favorites. Uh, Wendy Patrick will be here. We're going to play the Trump tape, y'all. We're going to play it. You can hear it with your own ears. And Wendy Patrick will give her legal analysis. I have to say one of my favorites. Because if Tom DeBacaro is listening... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you might, in trouble. <laughs> I'd be in trouble, baby. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, but he did ask you for the Yankees. Yes, he did. What's up with that? How could the Yankees be more important than AK? Uh, definitely not me. the Yankees. Somebody has some explaining to do, okay? Um, shout out a big thank you to someone who dropped off some yummy donuts here at the station. Um, I So I enjoyed a little bite of a bunch of different donuts, <laughs> adding up to a whole lot. So thank you, Wendy Scott, for dropping off donuts here at the station. Um, okay, another day, another text message from Hunter. Could that be why the audio was leaked? Because we've got to continue to try to deflect, throw shiny objects around. I mean, there's there's not a submarine for them to do a countdown of faking that there's a recovery attempt. So no, I know. Let's leak an audio tape. Let's leak some evidence from the Department of Justice that's classified, by the way. So we're going to get into all of that tonight. We've also got some other topics to bring to you guys. Uh, Guess what your taxpayer-funded library association is doing with your money? Hint, you're not going to like it, okay? How's that? That's a hint for you. Uh, What else is going on? Well, Ron DeSantis made a run for the border. Um, Evidently, his border plan, according to former Homeland Security uh, Holman, um, is Trump's plan that he already executed. So we're going to talk a little bit about the border tonight. We also want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. If you have not heard the Trump tape before, we're going to play it in a few minutes here. If you have heard it, we want to hear from you. Do you think Donald Trump has said that it exonerates him? Uh, other folks today are saying it, it's almost like a Rorschach test, right? If if you hate Donald Trump, you're going to see that everything he does, every time he, you know, combs his hair over, picks up a can of hairspray to spray his hair, it's proof of, of guilt. And if you're actually a straight up legal person, you're likely to say, um, hold on, it, it, uh, it may not fully exonerate him, but it's certainly not evidence of proof. We want to hear from you guys tonight, 888-344-1170. Email me at Andrea Kasha. Com. Our podcasts are uploaded pretty much almost every day by noon. So download wherever you get your podcast. We've got a great event coming up on August 10th. I'm going to give those details out in a few minutes. If you're in San Diego or Southern California, it's the first event we've had since COVID. It's going to be super fun. San Diego is the place to be in August. So uh, stay tuned for details on that. Before I go any further, the man who's going to be with me at the event, y'all don't want to miss hanging out with him. It's DJ Potato Skin. 
Is there going to be a potato skin tent? I mean, we need we should be serving those things out like hotcakes. Yes, um, you may. I don't know that we're going to have like we're going to have yummy hors d'oeuvres. I don't know if that's going to include tater skins. I mean, why do you want? I mean, competition? it's really a crying shame if it doesn't. Well, but why do you want competition for the skins, man? You know what? That is an excellent point. You know, just a thought. Just, you just a need thought. me. That's it. Yeah. Um, we don't quite have the budget for this event, by the way, when it comes to food that Hunter Biden, the budget Hunter Biden's been living off for years. Um, but that's because I ain't got a daddy in the White House as VP or otherwise, where I can send text messages all around the world to be demanding millions of dollars to show up in my account. It's interesting why all of a sudden we had this leaked audio tape show up on CNN last night, which, by the way, according to Mark Levin, and we'll get into that in a moment, is a felony. And that Jack Smith from the Department of Justice, and the Department of Justice is the only people really that could have leaked that. Who else has the tape? You think Donald Trump is going to leak, leak that audio tape? Don't be ridiculous. We've heard that today. It's, it's crazy. Every time there's more information coming out against the real crime family, the real criminal and corrupt president in the United States, the real criminal regime, every time more evidence comes out, they've got to try to deflect, throw a squirrel in somebody's direction to get you to pay attention to Trump. Here's the latest. We got another WhatsApp text exchange in which Hunter Biden tells the Chinese energy company associate Gong Wendong, a.k.a. Kevin, if you're look, if you're man, if your name's Gong Wendong, I, you got to go with that. Why you want to be called Kevin? I don't even understand that. But don't I, I'm getting I'm getting distracted myself by a squirrel. So anyway, he tells Kevin, a.k.a. Gong Wendong, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. CEFC is a Chinese Communist Party-linked Chinese energy company. The very next day, and this this text message was right after the one in which he demanded, he said, look, I'm sitting here next to the man, the big guy, my pops, and between him, everybody he knows, and the fact that I'm a grudge holder, you need to, you need to fulfill your end of the commitment. I'm paraphrasing, but not far from it. The next day after this text, $100,000 was received by CEFC into one of Hunter's shell companies, a Wasco PC. And then a week later, $5.1 million gets put in an account. Here's what our man, Senator Kennedy. Kennedy should be a national. He is a national National treasure. treasure. He should be protected. He's so underrated. Can we have a, can we have a, a we, you know, if they're going to take down the Robert E. Lee statue. Oh, yes. A statue of Kennedy, please. If, if you're going to take down the Robert E. Lee statue at Lee Circle, where I used to always go watch Bacchus. Can you put up a statue of Kennedy for saying stuff like this? Clip four. In, in answer to your question about Mr. Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, look. Uh, if the president, President Biden is so confident that he and his son did nothing wrong, then they should release all the documents. Here's what the American people want to know. They want to know, know two things. How did these Ukrainian and China, Chinese and Russian companies who gave Hunter Biden bill, uh, millions of dollars get his name? Why him? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they didn't get his name off ZipRecruiter. <laughs> uh, number two, what did Hunter Biden do for the money? Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's pretty clear that um, 
he appears to be selling influence. Was he successful? If he wasn't, why did they keep sending him millions and millions of dollars? Those are fair questions. And President Biden needs to answer them. His Justice Department needs to answer them. And members of the media need to keep asking the questions. Unfortunately, not all of them are. Senator, I get yeah, the we sense can leave that, it down. Uh, we, I don't need to hear that, that other clown. Is that not perfect? How'd they get his name? Nobody else has asked that. How'd they get his name? How'd these Chinese officials, the Chinese Communist Party, and the Ukrainian officials, how did they all get Hunter Biden's name? Interesting question, isn't it? Why they keep giving him money if he wasn't getting something for it, if they weren't getting something for it? Well, Hunter Biden is sure when, when Hunter Biden is sending text messages to extort money from them, he's saying they're getting something for it because he just says in this text message, nobody's better at delivering on a partnership and giving the chairman what he wants out of a partnership than the Bidens. So exactly what did they get? We know. We know that they got something. Did they get, are, are, and, and are they getting it right now? Is that what this Ukraine war business is all about? Today we find out charges have even been dropped against this, uh, this dude who supposedly led a coup against Putin. And all we're hearing all day long now is we got to send more aid to Ukraine, more aid to Ukraine, and almost none of it is getting to the military. We know a bunch of it's made it into the pockets of Zelensky and the crook with the money. Right. Was it not the Bitcoin FTX guy or whatever it was? It was all the millions going to Zelensky. Then Zelensky deposited them allegedly into this FTX account. And then uh, that got funneled back as a big money money laundering scheme. It included a lot of Republicans. And I'd like to say, by the way, as we're doing a deep dive into the books of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, I'd like to see into Lady Graham's. Because I, I th- we've got to be willing to, if, if we're really going to deal with the deep state and route it out and end the corruption, it's not just the Bidens. And the, and the enabling of the Bidens is not just the FBI and the DOJ. It's also the Republican Party. You look at the talking points coming out of Ukraine. It's, it's tied somehow, some way to all these corrupt deals. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get to um, why they're focusing on Trump. The audio tape that was released, which was a deflection away from the true crimes of Joe Biden. And this is this and what Mark Levin, constitutional attorney, had to say about it. Well, we're going to hear from another attorney, Wendy Patrick. We're going to say if she agrees with Mark Levin about what he said should happen with Jack Smith and the Department of Justice. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So last night, CNN uh, located, how did they put it? Um, Acquired the audio tape that's being used in the Trump indictment. Well, there's no other explanation. It's certainly not Trump who handed over uh, a critical piece of evidence that the Department of Justice is using to indict a former president of the United States, but also includes classified information. 
Uh, we are going to, joining me to discuss is uh, my favorite legal analyst, Wendy Patrick. And I say that even b- trusting that Tom DeBacaro is not listening with his big ears because he likes to think he's the favorite legal analyst, but it's really Wendy Patrick, host of, um, uh, Wendy, what is your show on Saturday, Live with Dr. Wendy on Saturday? Yes. Thank you so much for the plug. It's at the same time as your show. Yes. Uh, Saturdays at 6 p.m. It's Today with Dr. Wendy. So she's Saturdays at 6. You're going to want to tune in for uh, Today with Dr. Wendy. Um, but Wendy, I want to play this audio of Trump. And then I want you to, in your just legal hat, as you always do, listen to this audio and uh, give your legal opinion as to Trump is saying it exonerates him. Others are saying it's proof that he's committed a crime. So we want to get your expert um, opinion. Clip seven, please. With Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Look. Wait a minute. Let's see here. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. All right, Dr. Wendy Patrick, legal <laughs> analyst, famed legal analyst, brilliant oh. legal mind that you are. Your reaction? Yeah, you know, my reaction is the same as when we've had other pieces of evidence that have been classified as bombshells. Remember the Access Hollywood tape, the perfect phone call. They're Rorschach tests. I mean, you know, the, the former president is claiming the presidential access. He didn't have it. But then you've got audio tape where he seems to be bragging about it. Now, one thing that he does, and a lot of his supporters know this, is he's full of bravado. And he may come back and say exactly more of the same. Remember, he's already commented and responded to this himself. But he's been very vague and that he's probably trying to remember, you know, why was he showing this information to these people? It was because somebody was writing memoirs and he was actually using it as some kind of a rebuttal. Um, But one of the things that the judge and the jury, if it goes that far, is going to have to determine is how this impacts his state of mind at the time. So, in other words, he knew it was classified. He knew he hadn't unclassified it, declassified it, as he says. So how does it exonerate him? Now, that's something he's going to have to talk to his lawyers about before he makes any more of these public statements, Mm -hmm. because that's the gist. Well, but see here, this this was not a public statement. This was actually a leaked audio, a piece of evidence that was leaked, and it had to have been leaked from the Department of Justice, because that's who was in possession of this. I don't think it was Judge Cannon in Miami. I don't think it was Trump's attorneys. Uh, Here's what Mark Levin said. He said um, that Trump's lawyers... Um, he said there's been scores of leaks against Trump involving testimony, documents, audio, and they're all obviously coming from the government. Trump's lawyers need to file an immediate motion with a long list of leaks as an exhibit asking that the entire case be dismissed because of prosecutorial misconduct and the government's effort to influence the jury pool. Moreover, I would insist that the court determine whether DOJ has opened investigations into these felonies. Uh, this needs to happen now. He went on to say that Jack Smith, the prosecutor, should go to prison for this. 
But remember, Trump himself publicly spoke about this after they came out. That's what I was referring to. He came out and basically said, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I said. I said nothing wrong. He got right out in front as soon as these tapes were leaked. And by the way, you made the joke about how they get him. They use the word obtain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) whatever, Whatever that means. But Trump himself spoke about these tapes. And that is the kind of thing that, you know, people are saying every time he, he speaks, he's got to make sure he, you know, talks to his lawyers about what he does and doesn't say and how that could be used against him. Now, what's interesting about the fact that he comes out right away and says, I didn't do anything wrong, is remember, we're listening to this evidence of the court of public opinion. Judge Cannon is going to have to decide how much of this is admissible in a court of law. Now, she doesn't want to get smacked down again by the 11th Circuit. So you can imagine she's going to be careful and circumspect and make a very good record is, is what I think we're, we're thinking and we're expecting. But it, one has to wonder how this will factor into the intent requirements of everything he's charged with. And that can be tricky. You know, it's not a slam dunk, as the court of public opinion seems to think it is. It has to fit the elements of the jury instructions that that jury is going to hear. And remember, in selecting a jury, they're going to have to find, you know, 12 brave men and women that aren't unduly influenced by what they're hearing now if they're listening. And I hope that's a big if, because we want a fair jury for both sides. Well, the, the, uh, I, I do think, though, when it comes to the Department of Justice leaking uh, evidence from a case to the media like this, particularly when it's classified, if that's a felony, um, I think that people head should roll. And I think that Mark Levin is right, that they should file a motion to dismiss. Now, Monday, uh, Judge Cannon denied the government a motion to they wanted to they wanted to keep hidden the list of 84 witnesses from the public as well as the fact that they wanted to um, have the Trump team uh, commit that Trump would not have any conversation any communication with anybody on the witness list and Judge Cannon denied it without prejudice and said that they made no re- they made no rational argument as to why the public had no right to know the list of 84 witnesses so the, so while at the same time they're leaking classified information in order to sway a jury right that includes it supposedly include you know classified information of Mark Milley having a plan to attack Iran. At the same time, they're trying to stop the public from knowing an, a list of 84 witnesses. So to me, this is classic attempt to try to sway the jury. What do you think that if the, if the Trump team filed a motion dismissed today, uh, I, I don't know that I, 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 do you think Judge Cannon has the chutzpah to go along with it? To say after... It wouldn't be a matter of chutzpah, it would be a matter of precedent and legal ground. And okay. that's, that, is, that is why, you know, so much of this is so contested, is she couldn't do it because she thought it was unfair. She'd have to back it up with facts and law and analysis. And, you know, you and I talked right after the indictment. I mean, this case is going to be dominated by motion practice. Yeah. Now, in most cases, motion practice is boring. Not here. And you've just given some really good examples. It is just sensational. By the way, we still don't know who leaked Roe versus Wade. Right. So my, my, uh, I'm, not, my, I'm not holding my breath, so we're going to find this one out either. But Judge Cannon is going to have to be very careful in the way she rules on these motions, but she's also going to have to be very careful that she doesn't rule in such a fashion that the clamor is going to be almost deafening for her to recuse herself. She doesn't have to recuse herself. That's her decision as to whether or not she believes she can be fair. I mean, there's tons of judges that have been appointed by by uh, former President Trump. In fact, one thing he never got enough credit for is the amount of federal judges that he put on the bench. Uh, but Judge Cannon here, it was a random selection, and she's going to be very careful that she takes everything under consideration. You know me, I have the ultimate faith that judges are going to bend over backwards to do the right thing. And I believe juries 
are going to do the same. I agree with you, however, that we shouldn't make it increasingly more difficult for them to remain impartial. Absolutely. Um, there's going to be a change of venue. I don't know if in South Florida it matters. I, I, I don't. I, I think that if there was a case of jury nullification in D.C. when um, when what's his face Durham finally decided to prosecute Michael Sussman, who was the attorney for the government, who lied on a FISA warrant. I mean, flat out lied and you know committed a, a crime going to the FISA courts. And the jury came out and said we didn't convict him because we know he lied and he broke the law, but we were okay with him doing it. And, you know, to, to, to have our jury system, and that's a, that's a, that's a rare situation, right? That's very rare. Most of the time, the juries are there, impartial, wanting to do the right thing. Look, they convicted Alec Murdoch, right, in, in South Carolina, if you followed that trial. But I am concerned with the way that our courts are being used, uh, for politics and for power and how it's seeping into the minds of, of Americans that it's, that, you know, the courts are to be used in that way. And that's why Vladir is so important yeah. in really taking the time. I mean, that is, I'm so passionate about Vladir. It's really the opportunity to take the time to learn more about the jurors than they even realize they're revealing in order to ensure that justice is done. You know, lady justice is blind. Clearly, jurors are not. But they should be when it comes to that type of favoritism. But I will say that in Florida, the former president ha- is going to have the most favorable, friendliest jury poll he could have drawn. He yeah. would not have a jury poll like that in New York or D.C. No. Nonetheless, because it's such a favorable jurisdiction, by the way, he, as you know, he won Florida both times, they are also, the jurors are also going to make very sure that they don't allow uh, any prior favorable attitudes they have to infect the process. Sometimes you're right. Jurors nullify. They usually say, well, we don't think there was proof beyond a reasonable doubt. We can't really invade the province of the deliberation room. But they also, in a case that is this high profile, are no doubt going to be aware that they'll be under scrutiny, at least in the in the court of public opinion. They want to make sure they do the right thing for all the right reasons. Well, of course, when you mention voir dire, I'm immediately thinking my cousin Vinny, when he brings Mona Lisa Vito onto the stand and right. the prosecutor, you know, puts her under voir dire and, and asks her a question and she goes, that's a blank question. And then she goes on, and it was just absolutely genius and one of my favorite movies. Wendy Patrick, thank you so much for being here. You guys need to listen to Dr. Wendy every Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Take it easy, doll. Appreciate you. You too. All right, stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show on its way, so don't you go anywhere. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. That that music is just so kind of the perfect like seventies kind of seventies vibe for uh, this next topic. It's kind almost of, Cornell West, but not quite. Yes, <laughs> and just almost a little disco-y and kind of creepy, right? Uh, so the DOJ issued a scathing rebuke. Scathing. So they were just so mad, mad at what happened that led to Jeffrey Epstein being allowed to suicide himself in jail. <laughs> yes, yeah, such negligence that took place that day from uh, allowing him to have all those extra sheets in there, leaving him unattended for 10 hours. There's no evidence of any criminality, though, mind you, even though the guards admitted that they falsified reports 
admitted they didn't check on him like they were supposed to. Funny how the cameras were off in terms of that, in, in terms of his room. Um, but they were just in the right part of the hallway where they could say that, see, nobody went in the room. Mm-hmm. No evidence of wrongdoing. No evidence, excuse me, except um, how about the fact that according to f- famed forensic pathologist Michael Bodden, he said at the time, he said that there were hemorrhages in the eyes, which are more typical of homicide, and said that the ligature imprint on Epstein's neck did not match the sheet found in his cell. He said, quote, I thought it, it I thought that made it more likely that this was a homicide than a suicide. Um, but we never got to find out how the body was found. Mr. Michael Biden went on to say he was dead for a few hours before he was found. And the two guards never made a statement that was released as to how the body was found. The body was just cut down and brought out to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. Does that sound like a, 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 a proper investigation? Dr. Bodden went on to say that there were three fractures in the windpipe that are much more typical of crush injury than from homicidal, uh, from crush in, of crush injury from homicidal strangulation than from hanging. Not to mention the fact that there really supposedly he wasn't hanging, that he put these, he put the sheets around his neck and like leaned forward. Because there was no way to hang sheets? How do you crush bones leaning forward? Who out there thinks that he actually killed himself? Ghislaine Maxwell doesn't think he killed himself. Or is it possible that he killed himself and the government enabled it? That it was government-assisted suicide? Because it was because when when he wanted to kill himself, wasn't that certainly a lot easier for the government and those in power to have him gone? And then the same people in power, James Comey, the FBI, James Comey's daughter, right, uh, ended up doing the prosecution of Ghislaine Maxwell. And isn't this the only time to where you've got child trafficking and child rape of prostitutes and Johns? Where the, the, she wasn't even the pimp. She was just the go-between. She gets arrested. She's going to jail. But none of the men who actually did the trafficking and none of the men who actually did the raping of the underage girls suffered anything at all. How many of them are the same U.S. Congress people where there's a slush fund set up for them to pay off accusers of rape and, and sexual assault? And at the time, this happened in, what, August of 2019. And by the way, we're just now, what is it, four years? And the, FBI, the DOJ is issuing their harsh, re- it's a harsh rebuke, Skins. It's harsh. We're, we rebuke you. <laughs> you know what? I want to be able to go commit crimes and just the only thing penalty is that I get rebuked. Don't you wish that was the case? Shouldn't have done that. Don't do it again, Andrea. Let me go drive off. Let me hotwire a Benz, right? And then, then uh, you know, commit grand theft off. Or maybe I'll go stay at like the Raffles. Is it the Raffles in Singapore? That's like the, the, the just this amazing hotel. Maybe I'll go stay at the Raffles. Then I'll have no way to pay it. Bad, Andrea K. How dare you? I know. I rebuke you, AK. <laughs> Listen, let me stay in the Maldives for a week for free. And steal a week at the Maldives and suffer nothing but rebuke.
Although, you think you could handle that? I could handle that rebuke, baby. Give me a week in the Maldives. Seriously, I mean, anybody out there? 888-344-1170. Who out there believes that? I, I think there is a possibility he killed himself, but I think it's with the government assistance. It's one of the two. One of the two. He says to them or he gets word to them, hey, you know what? I don't I don't want to face, you know, the life behind bars. I'm ready to end this. Hook me up with some extra sheets. Leave me alone all night and I'll handle business. And and they're like, cool. And at the time, Bill Barr was writing a reputation to where he was still respected by many. I was against him being uh, nominated as attorney general at the time. Is there anybody now who trusts Bill Barr? Who basically said, how dare he was like, he went into like, he acted like Greta Thunberg. How dare you? How dare you imply that, that there was any mis whatever going on there? These were his people, by the way, he, his people that were in charge of watching over this guy. Where's the, you know, where's AG bars? He's, I want more than a rebuke on him. He hasn't even suffered a rebuke. We've got a good news story, though, when it comes to justice. We've got a former Jan 6 prisoner. This guy's nominee for Hero of the Week. Yeah, this is great stuff. Loved finding this today. I know. This is awesome. His name is Derek Evans. He is a J6 prisoner. He served time. Here's what he did. He fist bumped and gave kind words to police after he went into the Capitol after the doors were let, let open. He served a three-month sentence in federal prison for a fist bump and kind words with a police officer. He says, I was elected to the state house in 2020. So when I went to the Capitol on January 6th, I was only there for my, I wasn't there, excuse me, only for myself. He says, I was also there being the voice for the roughly 50,000 people who had elected me to represent them. I never had a desire to run for federal office. I like just having a local office here and being a husband and father, not subjecting my family to the nastiness of national politics. But after January 6th, they drug all of us in the middle of that. And so I looked around and said, well, why not? And so long story short, I decided to run to take this battle to their front door the same way they brought it to mine. We need to invite him on the show. His primary election is on May 14th. Um, So he's early. It's the West Virginia Congressional District 1. He says this is a Trump district by far. He says the main issues concerning people in the area of the border, inflation, the weaponization of government, energy, and election integrity. Right on. He says regarding any uh, critique of his incumbent Republican opponent, Representative Carol Miller, he prefers to keep it classy. And here's what he had to say. She was elected in 2018, a total establishment person. She's a nice lady. I have nothing negative to say about her as a person, but she's in her 70s. On the main easy issue, she votes red, but when it comes to most what most of us consider important, she doesn't represent. She voted to send all the money to Ukraine. She supported the COVID vaccines and the lockdowns. She recently voted to raise the debt ceiling. She never holds the line. He says it's time to represent a new kind of Republican Party to move his district forward. He says, I'm more of a Freedom Caucus, Tea Party kind of conservative. And that's probably the biggest difference between me and and her in terms of policy. That's the big difference between MAGA. That's why the Uniparty is trying to keep Trump out, because because Trump is the leader of a movement. 
it's not just about Trump and they just keep hoping if they can get rid of him, the movement will go away. But it's not going to go away because there's too many Derricks out there. They care about these issues. It's so insulting, Skins, for people to act as though these issues don't don't ma- these issues don't matter to us and never matter to us. It's just they only did because of Trump, and we're just a bunch of brain dead bents who you know felt you know like bling. Trump said you know care about the border, so I care, cared about the border, and that once Trump's gone, I won't mind that we've got an invasion. Well, see, border. that's where they're they're the it's not a good train of thought because people some people think that you get rid of Trump and there's you know there's no there's there's no MAGA. Trump brought this to the forefront, and there's a lot of people that are going to hold true to this ideal and continue to live their lives that way. Well, Trump put a name on it. And one of the reasons why it was called the forgotten man election is because the issues that matter to us have been forgotten about. <laughs> it's all about <coughs> what the Uniparty Establishment Party wants. Money for Ukraine. Money for to raise the debt ceiling, to spend on all their boondoggles everywhere, Right. Big pharma, big tech, not not about the issues that matter to us. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Shocking story ahead. How is the Library Association using your taxpayers' dollars? We're going to share that when you come back. You ain't going to like it, so don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Y'all got your tickets yet for our event on August 10th here in San Diego? We're going to have so much fun. I'm telling you, this is our first event that we've had here at the station since COVID. And I couldn't be more excited because when we've done events in the past, whether it was... Um, we've done events where it was debate night coverage where everybody came and, you know, watched the debates together and, uh, we, or whether it was actual debates that we hosted. We've also done movie nights. Every time we get our listeners together with us, we just have so much fun. It's kind of like a family reunion. There's nothing like being in a room with a bunch of patriots all getting to, to talk to each other and hug each other and just chat about the issues together. It just, it's like a family reunion and we're just going to have so much fun. It's going to be down here in San Diego at the, um, encore events center and i'm going to be hosting it but that the headliners for the night are really mike gallagher and officer brandon tatum they are two of america's most favorite personalities and radio hosts and you're going to get a chance to meet them if you cut we have a vip hour from five to six and then general admission is from six to nine um, definitely come to the vip it's so affordable all the tickets and the information is at the answer san diego.com so definitely come out don't wait to the last minute i know conservatives tend to do that but this is not a venue of the size to where we can just add seats at the last minute to accommodate late people so go and get your tickets now tell everybody about it if you're uh, it's and if you're in orange county you can still get back home you don't even have to stay the night here but it's definitely we're going to have so much fun so come out and hang with us um i was going to tell you guys about this this shocking story of the taxpayer funded american library association but I was on Twitter during the break, and I saw something that's related to this Trump audio that hadn't even occurred to me. I've got to give credit where credit's due. I wish I had thought about this, but in the contents of the leaked audio, 
one of the reasons why I think Trump said it exonerated him and some other people are pointing out is what he's what was the document that he was supposedly showing people? First of all, as pointed out on on, uh, Twitter, uh, the information that he's supposedly showing these people was open source information, and it actually is not classified. Uh, It it had already been reported in a book that had been written. So there's that. And and now it actually puts the government in the hot seat to where they've got to produce this document. Because if if they have charged him with the Espionage Act which is the highest crime, which involves him having to sell off, kind of, you know, like Biden supposedly did. We have yet to know what he sold off, but that's what the charge is. They're going to have to prove it by showing the document. That's number one. And number two, since it's open source information already, that's going to be hard for them. Second, he's talking about General Milley and what he's showing them supposedly is that uh, a, a document in which General Milley came to Trump multiple times during the administration and literally tried to convince Donald J. Trump to launch the United States into a war with Iran. Donald J. Trump told him no, multiple times. Now, remember, this is the same Milley who says, you know, he sits around reading books about his whiteness and he wants to know, you know, why he's so terrible for being, you know, you know, unconscious, whatever it is, uh, the white fragility book or whatever he read. Trump is the only president in decades that has not taken us into some worthless war. And that's exactly what Milley. And now I'm flashing back on Tucker saying it's the military industrial complex. That's why they had to get rid of Trump. And he's the one saying, hey, if, if anybody needs to fund this Ukraine war situation, if anybody wants to fund Ukraine war, let NATO do it. Why are we doing it? Why are we funding it? So this is proof that we were actually saved from Mark Milley and, and a war. Can you imagine us going to war with Iran? We had an opportunity if they wanted regime change back during the Obama administration when when there were all kinds of riots and people protesting and there was uprisings in the streets and uh, uh, Barack Obama didn't want anything to do with any regime change. Didn't want anything to do with it because the Obama administration was friendly with Iran. Remember the uh, $400 million that was uh, laundered over to Iran? So um, that's one of the reasons why I think Trump is saying that the audio tape actually exonerates him. It exonerates him from from a lot. First of all, and and by the way, there's a screenshot going around about, um, here's what it says, um, that this was open source information. I'm actually reading, uh, um, I'm actually reading an excerpt, I think, from a book. So that was a well-known situation that that, uh, Trump was uh, referring to in the conversation. So um, some people are now, as a result, are now actually calling for General Milley to be court-martialed. Because under the, uh, oh, and then I think what had happened was he then tried to claim at some point, Milley tried to claim that it was Donald Trump who tried to take us into a, the Iran, tried to take us into war with Iran when it was, uh, when it was Milley. We're going to quickly go to the phones before we wrap up the hour. Hank from Poway's on the line. He wants to weigh in on Trump. Hey, Hank. Hi, how are you? Good show. That thing with the, with the tape, with the thing they're showing on all the, uh, on the channels, it's, it reminds me of the S, uh, S, 
S, what do they call that on the show? S, S, uh, they were using seven years ago and they kept repeating in all the channels. He said that he said S saying the, the yeah, right yeah, word, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it reminds it, me of that, how they're mm-hmm. playing it so everybody could hear, oh, he did this, he did this. Everybody would feel the same way, like they're trying to bombard everybody. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, right. Now, the other thing is that I want to tell you is I'm not sure how somebody like somebody like Charlie Kirk is going to meet him something in about a week, how he can get to Trump that Trump keeps saying this shouldn't happen, this is this. It's happening. There's nothing he's doing about it. Trump is, is like being cornered in many different ways with the media and the deep state. He's not going anywhere. They're doing it despite of whatever we think, whatever it looks like, whatever is this. They don't care. Right. No. And he's, he's fighting from all, all sides. And then when you have like somebody like uh, Barr who, who, who turn on him or other people that turn on him because they have their lives, they have their interests. Barr works for the Bushes anyway. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, he was going to go with the Bushes. The Bushes wants DeSantis, don't want him. All of that's not going to mean anything unless Trump wakes up. He, he's got to talk less and talk what has got to be done, yeah. how to deal with the media and the deep state. They're all after him. They don't care who did what. They want to hang it on him because, and even if they don't send him to jail, if they make him look bad, if they're this, they're that, they're the other. They're going to pound it left, right, whether it's yeah. Joe in the morning or Joe in the evening. And that's why um, right now, since he's 30 points ahead and he is, it's his primary to lose, the, the his supporters are digging in. And uh, if DeSantis was smart, he would stop bashing Trump and he would, because it's not a good strategy for yeah. him right now. It, you're, it, the, you're right about DeSantis, but Trump should do the same thing. Yes, they need to. He can't, he can't hold back. I agree. I agree. Hank, and we got to so leave it there. You exact example with Bo- and what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Meanwhile, meanwhile yes. we're, laugh- we're they're laughing at, at us. And they stick together like they Trump s- says it, like crazy glue. They no do. matter what, they just simply settle it on the side. They don't air it out. Whether it's Schumer, whether it's uh, That's right. this, that, or the other. From our side, they, they're after him. From the other side, they're after, so both sides are after him. Well, Hank, thank you for calling. We're at the end of the hour. The show's about to cut us off. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for hour two. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer.